Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new podcast brought to you by the Foundation of Light. My name's Scott Noble, as you know, and I'm joined by the man who put this all together, Jazz Singh. Jazz, how's it going? It's going good, Scott. Thanks. Good to see, uh, good to see you. Good to hear from you. Obviously, this this new podcast is is much of a new experience for you as it is me, even though I, you know, got me on podcast and there are other podcasts about. But it's really good to to put this together for, for people to be able to, to listen to it on the, the journey home or the walk down the beach or wherever they may be. Um, so the idea of the podcast is it's, it's linked to the 20-year anniversary of the, of the Foundation of Light, and it's just demonstrating new ways to communicate with staff. Uh, podcasts have proved to be hugely popular nowadays and in the past, um, and I know from my experience can prove a much-needed break from the busy world we live in. In my opinion, this podcast is just another sign of the Foundation of Light is moving forward, demonstrating it's the bedrock of community, community spirit, especially in these very tough times for everybody. Yeah, I think just following up on what you said, Scott, in terms of the podcast itself, it's out there just to connect our staff, um, especially over these couple of months slash last year. Um, we've all been all over the place and we've all been separated through no choice of our own. Um, so I think it's really important just to get out there and speak to people again, reconnect with who we are and as an organisation, as people, because we all... Um, and it's really important to hear each of each other's individual stories. So in terms of the individual stuff that we get on board is to talk about their life in general and how they found themselves at the foundation of light and their aspirations and inspirations and motivations um, and to see what, to hear about them personally um, and to share that. Because I think we've got a lot of stuff here. We've got a lot of value to offer just through their life story themselves. So we're really keen to get this off the ground and really keen to get people involved because um, there's a lot of things to say from the positive side of this organisation. It's, it's really important to get that out there. Um, so in saying all that, in terms of our first opening episode, we're going to have two very special guests, um, and they're going to be Shane and Paul. Myself and Scott have spoken to them both this week, and here's what they had to say. So hopefully you enjoy this, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Shane, thanks for your time today. Uh, so first question, what attracted you to apply for the role within the organisation in the first place? Um, it's probably two, two main reasons. Um, honestly, one being geography. So I'm a local lad. I live just up the road. I've been commuting to Newcastle for a couple of, uh, for a long time. Um, and I see in this big white box being built on the riverside. I was curious as to what it was. I had no idea. Done a bit of uh, research online. And when I found out it was a... Uh, an events, sports, community hub, a one-stop shop for a bit of everything. I'd like it, it, it really interested. So that kind of brought us on to my second point was I was in need of a, a new challenge. And I just thought, uh, what better? It was similar to my old role. Um, so I just thought if I could, I thought I could bring a bit of experience and a bit of knowledge to, to a, a new a new building close, close to home. Um, so yes, yeah, so the honest answer is a, a new challenge. New challenge. Cheers, Shane. And then in terms of, a bit of a two-part question, really, just from your answer there. Did you know much about the foundation before you applied? And then second, what did you find um, within the organisation once you once you got the role? Um, so, so in honesty, not an awful lot. Obviously, I'd heard of the foundation. I'm a, an armchair Sunderland supporter. And honestly, I'd get there about five or six games a season, if that's so. I knew the foundation was the charity arm of the football club. I'd seen the book collections outside the stadium, that sort of thing. But to be honest, I think I probably just assumed it was just a little bit of a football in the community and a bit of a, a fundraising project. So the honest truth is before I began, not an awful lot. Um, but as soon as I started, it became immediately obvious what, what, what else this organisation does. And I, I remember being 
sort of taken aback my first couple of weeks when I had my induction and I uh, had meetings with all of the SLT, with the heads of the department. And uh, then I truly sort of understand the, the, the breadth of the organisation and the, the scope of delivery and, and the good it does for the, the community. So um, one, once I got in, like I did, it really opened my eyes. I didn't realise it had over 150 staff um, learned the history of getting the, the, this building built. Um, so, so yeah, once once I, you know, I, I, I understood the, 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 sort of the, the size of the task that the foundation has. Um, then after that, I think the, I probably didn't truly hit home until the, the gala dinner. So obviously my, my role has been very facilities focused. I was, I was a lot of work went behind the scenes with my team and uh, Gemma's uh, to, to put on the event. But then it was really nice once it was up and running, all safe and good to go to, to sit back and watch. And then I truly like, sort of understood the, the good that it does for the community and the, and the, the, the help it provides for, for those that need it. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Um, so next one, what would you say you've learned whilst, whilst being in the organisation? So what are your main sort of takeaways for... For where where you go, where you go next, or whenever that may be, um, an, an, an incredible amount. I've actually honest with you, I, I've probably learned uh, an awful awful lot about myself. Um, so first taste of senior management, being invited onto the, the SLT after my first year here, and um, so it just opened my eyes to an awful lot of what it takes to to steer an organisation of this size and to and to run a business in the background. Um, being that responsible person, being being the decision maker, and being the person that people often come to for for advice, for support, for and, and sometimes for permission as well. And um, so, uh, basically, learned learned an awful lot of being that, that um, accountable person. Uh, and in all honesty, I'll, I'll be forever in debt to the foundation because I don't think that I've got the opportunity to have to move on without the amount of responsibility and trust. That the leaders of this organisation had in me, um, it, so it, it stood. It stood us in really good, good, good stead. Um, and I think, other than that, I think I've probably learned the importance of culture, staff culture. So it's really interesting to me that the, there's a massive onus on culture here, and it, it's fantastic that there's a working group which I've been a part of, for, which I was a part of for the first year. Um, but for me, when I very first started, I, I, I was. I was shocked at how good the culture was. So I think it's brilliant that the tickets that uh, tickets were seriously and want to improve it. But for me, I'll never forget one of the first events we had. Um, my old organisation was very sort of departmental. That, that's my job. That's your job. And um, there wasn't a whole everybody chips in sort of attitude. One of the first events we had, and I think it might have been the automotive exhibition. Uh, to be honest with you, me and my team were up against it, struggling to get this this thing rigged in time. Before I knew it, and the foundation-wide staff email went out, and I had about thirty members of staff. A mixture of sports coaches, of tutors, of admin, office staff, finance, you name it. I don't leave anyone out, but everyone from across the foundation, all of a sudden, mucking in, moving tables, chairs, carpets, big metal railings, that sort of thing. So I, I, I was taken aback. I wasn't used to that at all, but from the old own role, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant that all of a sudden these people, nothing to do with the day job at all, but falls to arms and everyone chipped in to help. So, um, and I think just as, as we move on, I just think the importance of staff, staff culture would drop up in on the bus a lot, just how, how important it is. So I hope me new organisation has has that same attitude because I think the foundation, foundation's got that and it's, uh, it's brilliant. Thanks, Shane. Um, you've mentioned being local to the area. So what is the beacon itself meant to you? Um, it's meant an awful lot, in, in all honesty. There's, there's a couple of sides to that, so... Like I said, I'm a local lad. I was brought, brought up in Rogue, about five minutes walk from, from the beacon itself. I live in I live in Full now, lots of my friends and family around here. So um I'm immensely proud to to tell people that I've I've been a part of getting 
Um, I feel like I've been a part of local history, being trusted to help get this massive facility up and running safely and efficiently. Um, and it's, it's something I'll always be proud of. I'll always drive past it. My, like my, I've always tell me, my son, my friends and family that I've been a part of it. So in that respect, it's, it's meant a lot. And I just think, I think I'm probably a good little um, snapshot of what it can do for the, for the, for the local community. So as an example, um, I've had just in the, I've been here two year, eight months, I think it is. Um, I've had a few friends use the physio when they were here. Multiple people come in and use the calf. Loads of people I know come in for the fan zones. I've got a group of pals that use the barn. Um, I've got a block booking in the barn every week. I've got one of my best friends that played a season for the Washington Pumas. Um, my little cousin played for the Wearside Wildcats and then moved on to the North Durham Satellite Squad. My dad retired this month. He's going to join in the walking football when it gets back up and running. I played football every Thursday night in the business league. Um, I've got friends that were present at the Gen 2 and Red Sky Ball event. I've got ex-colleagues that have hired classrooms to deliver first aid courses. My son came to baby classes. Um, he's going to join the nursery soon. And if he carries on the way he's going, I said it yesterday, he'll end up in the school as well. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's just me. And I, I, th I honestly think the majority of that would have happened whether I worked here or not. So that's just one person. And that's what this facility, and I know the foundation is a, a, a lot, a, about a lot more than this facility. But that's just the opportunities it's provided to myself and those around us. So if you multiply that by everyone in the region, it just shows this that it's doing what it was meant to do. It's a it's a community hub. It's a one stop shop for for absolutely everything for everyone's needs. So I think I think me just being a local lad, I think it's a perfect little snapshot of that. So it, it's it's doing its job. Yeah, great stuff. And I think it moves moves us on nicely to the to the final bit, really the final question. So, what part and words, what bits of advice have you got for current staff and potentially any? new staff or people who want to potentially join the Foundation of Light as a, as a member of staff? Okay, um, I'd say to the staff, um, tidy the voids, don't park in the service yard. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say keep the good work. Um, I know I've only been here two years and eight months, but I, I, I've, I've, I'm aware that the last two years have probably been two of the toughest the Foundation have went through. First off, the, the trials, tribulations, financial and operational challenges of getting the facility of this expensing this size up and running, just managed to turn a corner and then obviously COVID hit, totally unprecedented, kind of plan for that. Um, and I just think to, to come through those two years with the staff and structure still intact in, in relative financial good stead just shows the resilience of the organisation. Um, so my message to staff is that I genuinely think that the good times are ahead. Can't possibly go for anything like we have done the, the, the last two years. Um, and it's, it's all down to people that, that run the organisation. It's, it's an organisation of grafters. It wouldn't work without people's, without the culture and without the attitude. Um, and on top of that as well, I've, I've, I've heard through numerous sources last week that, that I think the club's fortunes are, are turning as well with the takeover. Um, and obviously the team seem to get the act together and, and naturally the better the club do, the more opportunities will be afforded to the foundation. So I just, I think the message is just stay positive, keep doing what you're doing. If you can survive the last two years, you can certainly push on Make make a make a massive change and a massive impact. And then to anyone anyone joining, I, I'd, I'd always recommend it. I know I know I'm leaving, so it probably it's 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 kind of I don't know contradicting itself. But I'd always recommend the organisation. I'd always class myself as, as a friend of the foundation, and, and I'd always come back. So yeah, certainly, um, all good, all positive from me. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Shane. Um, now we'll move on to Paul. Paul, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Jazz. Well, thanks, Paul. Paul, 
First question, um, what attracted you to apply for a role within the organisation in the first instance? Yeah, it's, um, working for a charity was a big thing for me. So um, my experience has really been working in commercial companies. Um, so it's always driven around profits, profits, profits and shareholders. Um, and I've always wanted to work for an organisation that did something positive in the community, could really help people. Um, so the, the foundation obviously jumped straight out as, as one of the biggest charities in the area is, is an ability to do that. So for me personally, it was about doing a job where I felt if I did a good job, it had an impact on, on the community and I, you know, I'll get some satisfaction from that. Um, so that, that was massive. Um, I think the second thing was I'm a Sunderland fan. So obviously the badge always is a draw, isn't it? Um, if you're a fan um, and, and, and to be sort of affiliated was a positive thing in my eyes and, and something to be proud of. Um, and, and thirdly would be the beacon. Mm -hmm. So as a, as a sort of resident of the city, you, know, you sort of drive past the beacon and you, um, you're aware it was this fantastic new facility um, and, and, and what it could do for the area really. So you know, the ability to be part of that as well was a big draw for me. Just uh, going off script, how did you celebrate Sunday? I, I drank a lot <laughs> um, and I took Monday off. <laughs> Perfect celebration. <laughs> I don't think you'll be the, I don't think you'll be the only one who did that, Paul, to be honest. So you're not alone in that one. Yeah, I've been to five Wembley uh, of the Wembley losses. Um, so <laughs> obviously gutted I couldn't be there, but um, yeah, I had to celebrate. I ordered it myself after all that pain. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a great win for Sunderland. Um, just back on back on the questions, and so once you once you started with the foundation, what what were the biggest things you found out about the organisation, which maybe you already already knew, which sort of reinstated your beliefs, or that you just didn't you didn't know in any way? I think for me, it was it was a big eye opener. So there was a lot I didn't know. Um, so I, I didn't know about the range of programs that we deliver at the foundation. You know, I didn't appreciate. Um, all the different sort of curriculum areas we cover, you know, from obviously skills, education, the sporting side, the stuff we do on mental health, disability, the range of courses is quite staggering. Um, so as, as someone who wasn't, just wasn't aware of that, that was a surprise. Um, the other one was, um, you know, how, how we work in the community, you know, in, in Durham, South Tyneside and Sunderland. I always saw it as Sunderland-based. In, in my eye, so that that was um, interesting for me as well to see the work we do in the wider community, and that was really pleasing um, because we have such a deep fan base as a, as a club. Um, in those communities, it's great to see the foundations actively working in them. Um, so yeah, they were big. Um, I think um, I think the second thing was. I knew we had some good people at the foundation because I'd sort of seen some of the courses and had the band to a couple of them, um, but you know. We really do have some fantastic staff um, who really care passionately about what they're doing. Um, and you see that in terms of, you know, what they do for the participants and each other. And they really do put that extra in that maybe in a commercial sector you don't always see. You know, it, it's very much that's a salary job done. I'm away home. I think it's a bit different in the foundation and I think it's because of the work you do and, and you know the impact that you have. Um, so, so that was brilliant, really positive. Um, and, 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 you know, the buzz, you, I mean, you guys know when the beacon's open, 
you know, pre-pandemic, the feeling of the building is completely different. Um, so there's a real buzz and a vibe with staff, and, and, and that's great to see. Um, so that was really positive. Um, so, yeah, they were the big things, I think. Brilliant. Thanks, Paul. In terms of whilst you've been here, maybe on a um, professional and a personal standpoint, what have you learned? Um, what's been your learning since since you've joined the foundation up until now? Yeah, I think I think for me, collaboration's massive. So the importance of it. So you know, we we we're partnering with different agencies, lots of funders, um, working with the council, as you know, um, in the different boroughs and regions. Um, you know, and we're also now at the beacon having to engage with people on a commercial basis. So we're trying to generate sales. Um, we're trying to hire out facilities. Um, so, you know, how we um, present ourselves, how we collaborate with all these different people that we work with is really, really important um, as much as anywhere I've ever worked. Um, so, so having a sort of um, sense of identity as an organisation and, and how we conduct ourselves is really important um, to give that consistent feel of whoever we're working with. So I think that was big. Um, I think... Um, the people who, nice to see the people who volunteer, um, a lot of volunteers. I mean, we've seen um, whether that's existing staff working in the food banks through the pandemic or whether that's um, people coming to us wanting to work with us on events and things like that and helping us to staff things up. Um, it's been really positive to see that and heartwarming, really, that people care and, and they're prepared to give their time. Um, you know, I think that's really positive as well. Um and, and, and staff as well are only two the first people to put the hand up to try and help another department. Um, and I haven't always seen that either before. I've seen people working in silos a lot. Um, you know, I only care about my bit of the pie. Um, I think in the foundation, you're always encouraged to collaborate with the other areas and, and that helps your personal development. Um, so that's really important. Um, so yeah, they, they were good things to, to learn. Yeah, you've already mentioned the the staff um, and how much the the sort of care about the the foundation as a business itself, but also as as a community. So, for those staff that you are sadly leaving behind, Paul, uh, what parting words do you, do you have? Firstly, um, you're brilliant and you're doing a fantastic job, and keep doing what you do. Um, I think that's my first message. I think be proud, and um, you know we're in a privileged position. Um, we have, there's a bit of status and responsibility comes working the foundation. Um, so, so, so be proud of me at the most of that. Um, um, and, and, and I think I'll miss you, you know, I'll, I, the personalities don't stop to not have a laugh and, and, and you know, cause it, it's busy. You guys know that it's, it can be really hard and challenging and you're juggling a lot of balls um, at different times. So, um, you know, keep that camaraderie and spirit going um, and engage, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to engage with each other formally and informally and, and do that because it's important that we're there for each other. So. Brilliant. Thank you very much for them wise words, Paul. I think that was um, really valuable to the organisation. I know Scott's about to echo what about saying the foundation as a whole, that you and Shane um, have been really um, a positive driving force in the, in the beacon and in the foundation as a whole. Um, and, and it's been really good to be around you and you use a very good personalities to be involved with. Um, so I think the parting words from us as a foundation is thank you for your time. Thank you for your effort. And um, don't be strangers. Um, 
So I think don't be yeah, so don't won't be jazz, you'll see me, it'll be like a bad smell. So <laughs> i you know, I'll be there as a participant with the kids and um, you know, match days and stuff like that and events. Um so you know, I think I think Shane would say the same as me. Um, you know, there's like a lifelong link there now. Um, so we will be. Um and and that's only a positive thing, isn't it? Wherever we go, we take the message. Yeah, no, and that's great. And um yes, just thank you very much. I don't know if you wanna if you've got a few words, go. No, I mean, obviously, I didn't sort of, I didn't see sort of see you that much, Paul. To be honest, um, apart from when I was after some money from you, really. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, obviously, anybody that leaves the foundation, it's it's a sort of sad day, and um, obviously, wish you the best luck in your new endeavours. But um, whenever whenever we see you about in the beacon, be sure to be sure to say hello, and we'll we'll say hello back. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much, Paul. So, in terms of our episode one. Um, hopefully everybody's all our listeners have enjoyed that um, and we're going to look to launch this as a series so we'll find our guests for the next episode and we'll and we'll be back but thank you very much for listening um, and hope you've enjoyed it and we'll we'll see you next time <laughs>